Are you afraid of a global nuclear disaster? Or the likes of a Star Wars cosmic conflict? Are we on a countdown to the Battle of Armageddon? What does the future hold for our world? Have you tried to understand the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation, only to be confused by all the symbols? These and many other amazing questions will be answered through this prophecy seminar. Yes, you can understand the books of Daniel and Revelation, and in the process, get to know God in a deeper way. Welcome to Prophecy Seminar, the book of Daniel. Here is your host, Pastor David Price. All right, well, welcome one and welcome all to the Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar. Tonight is an introduction to the book of Daniel. Now, I want you to imagine that I have bought a new property and I've just had uh, plans to lay a slab. And I invite you over to witness the laying of the slab. How many of you would actually come over to see a slab being laid for a new house? So the reason I'm raising this is tonight, this lesson number one in the Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar, this introduction to Daniel is the laying of a slab. And the slab, which is the introduction, the foundation, has to be very, very strong and it has to be very, very comprehensive because of the weight of the lessons that we are going to be sharing with you. And they need to build on this introduction to the book of Daniel. Once again, for those just joining us, um, before we get into the lesson, I just want to ask why would we do a Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar? What does God's word really offer us? Firstly, God has already revealed our future. And I love what Isaiah wrote about the Lord in Isaiah 42 and verse 9. Behold, the former things have come to pass and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So this is our God. He's already revealed the future, but most people don't realize that this has been revealed in God's word. Our second point before we start the lesson is that God says he is like no other God. He claims exclusivity. And this God, our God, cares enough about you to share the future. A few uh, chapters over in Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, he says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand. So God says he's like no other God and he cares enough about you to share the future. The third reason why we need to study God's word is that our God gives us divine knowledge. In other words, secrets about the future and about your future and my future. Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. The fourth and final point here, and why we should study the Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar, is our God told the prophets to tell us what was to happen and how to be ready. I love Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. It pulls the curtain across, doesn't it, and tells us what's going on in heaven. 
Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. So friends, tonight, our Father God and his Son, Jesus Christ, really do love us. That's the message of the Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar. And so I'm going to ask the question that we began with tonight before we start the lesson. What does God's word really offer us? It offers us that God and his son Jesus and the Holy Spirit really do love us. And because they love us, they tell us the future. We might ask another question. Why study the Bible? One of my favorite quotes, there's nothing more calculated to energize the mind and strengthen the intellect than the study of God's word. If God's word were studied as it should be, mankind would have a breadth of mind, a nobility of character and a stability of purpose that are really seen in these times. One of my favorite writers, Alan White's Counsels to Parents, Teachers and Students, page 460. So what are we seeing in these times? This is what we're seeing. These are the images from the news. This is what's going on now. We're battling with the COVID-19 virus. We're battling with mass deaths taking place around planet Earth. We're battling with mass vaccinations and also in the political realm, in terms of war and rumors of war, as Matthew 24 says, we're noticing in our region the rise and rise of China. And so with that introduction, I believe that this is a very good time for a prayer. And I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me as we invite God to be with us. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Holy Spirit. Lord God, tonight I want to thank you for this amazing prophecy seminar. I thank you for this modern technology that allows us to be at home on a dark, cold and rainy night and yet all connected through Zoom. Father, we are asking for the Holy Spirit to be our guide and teacher tonight. And we would ask for the gift, like Daniel, of wisdom and understanding. Please, Father, have mercy on our souls and open our minds to your truth and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal things to our hearts that maybe we have not considered before and then in the days and weeks to come to do something about it. I pray in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. All right, I'm now asking you to open your Prophecy Seminar Lessons number one. If you've just opened your folder, it should be the one on the top. It's the introduction to the book of Daniel. By the way, if you're wondering where the numbers of the Prophecy Seminar are, they're actually on the back of the lesson, halfway up the right-hand side. So that's where the numbers are. You'll see they're PS01. So we're now going to page two. As we go into the top of the lesson, I want to just say, and we do the introduction to the book of Daniel, audios, you might like to read the lesson with me, but visuals, I've prepared a lot of modern visuals and up-to-date images. I'm encouraging you to listen to uh, me reading the lesson to you and to look at the screen. So audios, of course, you read best, you learn best through 
uh, reading. So you read the lesson with me and uh, visuals, I'm asking you to look at the screen. We're at the top of page two, Prophecy Seminar, lesson number one. Let's go. Does the possibility of nuclear annihilation frighten you? Are you fearful that the world is on a countdown to the Battle of Armageddon? Are we headed towards some cosmic conflict straight out of Star Wars? And what does the future hold for our world? Have you attempted to understand the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation, but have been confused by all the symbolism of these prophecies? These and many other amazing questions will be answered through this prophecy seminar. You are about to begin one of the most fascinating adventures of your life. But what can you expect from the Daniel Prophecy Seminar? What will it do for you? I want to share with you five ways this Prophecy Seminar will provide a benefit and a blessing to your life. Number one, we're halfway down page two. You will understand the prophecies of Daniel and many of those in Revelation as you've never understood them before. Point number two. Your friends will be amazed at how much you will know about the books of Daniel and Revelation. Number three, you'll discover the amazing story of the cosmic drama unfolding between the forces of good and evil and the ultimate triumph of Christ. Point number four, you will enhance your relationship with Jesus Christ as you get better acquainted with the one who delivers God's people. And finally, number five, you'll find inner peace and security as you learn the truth that God is in control of world events. Since the book of Revelation in the New Testament is the companion book to Daniel, we'll be examining many similar prophecies in Revelation in order that we might better understand Daniel. These two Bible books are most intriguing. They're full of prophetic symbols. For some, the symbolism has been a barrier to understanding the messages of the books, but this need not be. The exciting news is that you can understand the books of Daniel and Revelation. And as you proceed through this special prophecy seminar, you will discover the meaning of the various symbols. You will understand the prophecies of the book of Daniel as you've never before understood them the book of Revelation will come alive for you. Let's turn the page and go to the top of page three. Before we begin question one, we have three basic premises that will control our study in this prophecy seminar. And I think that you'll be very relieved to hear them. Point number one, and perhaps the most important is the prophetic symbols of both Daniel and Revelation must be interpreted by the Bible itself private, man-made interpretations have no validity whatsoever. And we base that on 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. In order to understand the prophecies correctly, we must let the Bible explain them. So friends, that is one of the most important things that undergirds the prophecy seminar. We allow the Bible to explain itself. Question number two, Point number two, a correct comprehension of the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation certainly will give us a clearer revelation and understanding of Jesus Christ. Prophecy can be understood correctly only as it centers in and uplifts Jesus Christ. Point number three, 
Both Daniel and Revelation have much to say about the time of the end. Thus, the focus of our study will be on the preparation needed for the end time. And so through this prophecy seminar, it embraces both Daniel and Revelation. But I have to warn you that special emphasis is given to the book of Daniel, which is, of course, a much misunderstood and feared book. All right, let's go to section number one. This is entitled Author and Date, and this is very important foundational material for the whole Prophecy Seminar series. Question number one, and uh, as we do this, if you're already running ahead of me, I'm going to ask you to open your swords, which is your Bibles, to see there 871. So you might like to open your Bibles. I'm turning my Bible open right now. These Bibles were um, uh, supplied uh, for most of you who wanted the New King James Bibles uh, at the beginning of uh, the seminar. So who is the author of the book of Daniel? We're in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, 5 and 9. So if you have a look on the screen and you've got your Bibles open, we won't have time tonight to open our Bible to all the texts, probably only this first one. And after that, they will be shown on the screen. But you're looking on page 871. We'll all be on the same page. Daniel 12, verses 4, 5, and 9. I've colored those in, in the illustration on the screen, the photograph, verses 4, 5, and 9. So let's have a look at them. I also have them on the screen in large type. We're trying to find out who's the author in the book of Daniel. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end, when many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase so it's written to daniel let's jump to verse five then i daniel looked and there stood two others one on this river bank and the other on that river bank i'm going to resist the temptation tonight to jump into an explanation of daniel chapter 12 we'll leave that for a later lesson and i'll hurry on to verse nine and he said to me go your way daniel for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. We're asking the question in question number one. We're uh, on page three. Who is the author of the book of Daniel? And in verses four, five, and nine, the answer is it is Daniel. Very, very clearly, he was the author. The testimony of the book is that it was written by the prophet Daniel. This is evident not only from the testimony of Scripture, as these verses indicate but also by the fact that only a person who was intimately acquainted with Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon could have written the details of history revealed in the book of Daniel. Let's go to question number two. Did Jesus recognize Daniel as the author of this book? In Matthew 24 and verse 15, we read, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, Jesus says, whoever reads, let him understand. Friends, that abomination of desolation is, it means the hateful thing that destroys. And it refers to the Roman armies who would come and destroy the city of Jerusalem in AD 70. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but we will go into detail, great detail on that in a future lesson. So the answer here is that Jesus wrote down and noted, and if you had your Bible open, to that and you had it open to page 960 that is all in red type showing you that they are the words of Jesus so 
This was spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Did Jesus recognize Daniel as the author of the book? Most certainly he did. And Jesus recognized him as Daniel the prophet. I want you to be crystal clear that it didn't. Jesus did not refer to Daniel as Daniel the historian. Jesus referred to Daniel as Daniel the prophet. Jesus told his followers to study Daniel's prophecies and seek to understand them. According to Jesus, they can be understood. In this same statement, Jesus recognized that Daniel spoke the words of the book of Daniel. Question three, when was the book of Daniel written? We're in going to Daniel 1 and verse 1. It's page 855, but I have it for you on the screen. We're just trying to save time tonight. The time it would take to uh, look up about 15 texts with everyone turning to the scriptures, it's on the screen. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and he besieged it. And so when did this happen? When was the book of Daniel written? Daniel writes, us, Daniel writes and tells us in Daniel 1.1, it's in the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim. Since the book was written by the prophet Daniel, it would have to have been written while the prophet lived in the 6th century BC. Daniel was taken captive to Babylon in 606 BC and he lived on into the Medo-Persian reign which began in 538 BC. Hence, the book of Daniel must have been written sometime during those years. Friends, I'm going to ask you to just put your lessons down now or you can turn over the page. But I do want to just spend a few moments sharing with you some extra information. Some of you might be saying, if you're going to do these lessons at home and next week I'm asking you to have gone through the lesson before we join together and that will make it of much greater value to you if you've had time to do it. If you don't have time to do the lesson, that's fine. Still log in and join us. So I want to give you some extra background. This is not in the lesson and we've just finished at the bottom of page three, but please note on the screen the following. How do we know that these dates are accurate, these dates in the book of Daniel? There's three reasons. Firstly, there's the Jewish king list accession dates that are very, very comprehensive. There's the foreign nations dates that are in lists. And thirdly, there's the Babylonian lunar and star cycle dating charts. So we know the dates in the book of Daniel are accurate from these three historical documents. In fact, have a look on the screen. Here are those tablets. Here are those artifacts. And so here is the Babylonian star calendar and it's dated circa 720. Now I'm just going to use uh, BC to represent before Christ. But many uh, universities now use BCE, which is not before Christ, which is referring to Christianity and Christian belief, but before the common era. And so people are very unhappy. Some people are very unhappy that Jesus Christ should, his birth should divide the ages. And so many use it BCE. And this seminar is, we are Christians and providing and presenting a Christian point of view. We're going to use the BC dating. Well, let's have a look at the Babylonian star calendar. It's a fragment of a circular star calendar from the library of Ashurbanipal in Nineveh. Among the library's huge cache of tablets. There's multiple fragments of late second millennium star charts and calendars that were found. 
The two flat sides of the disc are inscribed in Assyrian cuneiform with names of the months, names and figures of key stars and measurements of degrees. And it's signed by the scribe Nab Zukup Kenu, who lived during the reigns of Sargon II and King Sennacherib, the two kings, Sargon and Sennacherib. So friends, I want to go on. We're not uh, in the lesson right now and giving you extra information. This is why uh, you do the lessons at home in the future if you can. And then when we get together, I have time to do extra information. Can we accurately date the book of Daniel? We can. Let me share with you now six reasons for accepting the original dating of the book of Daniel. And if you've got a notepad there, you might like to just write down some of these headings or you can take a photograph of the screen. Well, firstly, there's internal evidence. The book of Daniel openly claims for itself to be composed in the 5th and 6th centuries BC. That's recorded in Daniel 7, 1, 2 and 15, Daniel chapter 8, verse 1, Daniel chapter 9, verse 2, Daniel chapter 10, verse 2 and Daniel chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. There's a second reason for accepting the original dating or the 6th century for the book of Daniel, and that is the endorsement by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He referred specifically to Daniel the prophet in Matthew 24, 15. We just uh, referred to that text. And Jesus drew attention to Daniel's prophecy about the coming Roman destruction of Jerusalem, which many Jews remembered and fled the coming massacre of AD 70 in Jerusalem. The third reason for accepting the original dating, the sixth century of the book of Daniel, is the testimony of Jewish historian Josephus. Josephus was perhaps the greatest of the historians of the Jews who died in 100 AD and was accepted and witnessed that Daniel was indeed widely accepted as a prophet and not regarded as a historian as believed in more modern times. Friends, in the 18th and 19th centuries, when humanism and evolutionism and all these other isms came in, that is the time when people did not believe the book of Daniel. How could a Hebrew slave in Babylon in the 6th century BC guessed the future of Daniel chapter 2 being the rise of Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece and Rome. I'm talking about the metal man, the head of gold, the arms of silver, the belly and thighs of brass and the legs of iron and the feet of iron and clay. And so in the 18th and 19th centuries and so for 18 uh, 1800 years after Christ, people accepted that G that Daniel was the prophet who wrote it. And then from the 18th and 19th centuries, doubts were raised that Daniel could not have written it in the 6th century BC, but only in the 2nd century BC. The fourth reason is historical facts. Only someone living in the 6th century BC could have known some of Daniel's surprising historical facts, such as Daniel writes in Daniel 4.30 that he knows that Nebuchadnezzar created Babylon. Didn't Nebuchadnezzar say, is this not great Babylon, which I have built for my royal majesty? The second reason was that Belshazzar, Daniel said, was the second ruler in the kingdom in Daniel 5 and verse 29. And thirdly, Daniel refused, refers to Shushan as being in the Elam province, where later Shushan is, is uh, designated as a province. All right, the fifth reason is archaeological confirmation. Many of the historical facts that were mentioned in the book of Daniel were lost soon after those empires were destroyed. 
However, in recent times, modern archaeological discoveries have proved that what Daniel wrote was an extremely accurate account of those ancient times and cultures. What is extraordinary is that prior to 1854, archaeologists and historians knew nothing of King Belshazzar outside of Daniel chapter 5. And I'm going to cover that extensively when we go through Daniel chapter 5 in a few weeks' time. It's a fascinating story. And Daniel names the king as Belshazzar, but prior to 1854, there was no record of Belshazzar being king in Babylon outside of the book of Daniel. Amazing. Finally, the sixth reason why we believe the book of Daniel is dated in the 6th century, the witness of Qumran's manuscripts. Manuscript discoveries found at Qumran, which is Israel, show that the book of Daniel was popular with Jews living at this remote outpost. The inhabitants who lived there during the second century BC accepted and cited Daniel as a prophet, making any writings of a new Daniel, the prophet, hard to accept over the already accepted ancient manuscripts. All right, I now have three questions for those who accept a second century date for the book of Daniel. Now we are taking a break from the lesson. We will be coming back in a moment to the top of page four, but let me just give three questions to those who believe that the second century date is accurate for the book of Daniel. Firstly, friends, the Old Testament canon, if the book of Daniel was a forgery written in 165 BC, how did it get accepted into the Old Testament canon of authorised scriptures? There's something to ponder. Number two, the Septuagint, which is the Jewish translation of the Old Testament. And so if the book of Daniel was a real forgery, in other words, only written as a piece of history by a so-called Daniel back in 165 BC. How was it ever included in the Septuagint? What's the Septuagint? Well, you know, the LXX is L is 50 in the Roman numerals. X is 10, so 50, 60, 70. The Septuagint, meaning translated by the 70 elders, refers to the great Jewish translation and was assigned <clears throat> excuse me, by some scholars to date back to the 3rd century BC. Excuse me. So point number three is that no prophet appeared. If it was true that the book of Daniel was written by someone posing as the prophet Daniel back in 165 BC, which was the 2nd century BC, then the question comes, why was the book of Maccabees from that period claim that no prophet appeared? And you can find that in the Apocrypha. The book of Maccabees is in the Apocrypha, 1 Maccabees chapter 9 and verse 27. Friends, there's three questions for those who would disparage that Daniel was written as history and not as prophecy. Would you open your uh, lessons again and join me at the top of page four and heading number two, the setting of the book of Daniel. Question four, who had conquered Jerusalem and taken Daniel captive to Babylon? Now, when we do these questions next week, you're going to be shouting out the answers because you will have done the lesson. Daniel writes in the very first verse of Daniel chapter one, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. We've already looked at that text. And so the name is Nebuchadnezzar. That's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Nebuchadnezzar is his name. Because of their disobedience to God, 
the nations of Israel and Judah have been taken captive, as you can see on the screen. Eventually, the city of Jerusalem was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar, and most of the Jews were carried away to Babylon. The book of Daniel begins with Jerusalem being desolated by the heathen king Nebuchadnezzar and God's people being removed to a strange land. Our study will reveal that God can bring good out of every bad situation in which his people find themselves. Friends, we're living in a world where there's not too much good news. I remind you tonight, the Prophecy Seminar will remind us and give us hope that God can bring good out of every bad situation in which his people find themselves. And if you've got your pen there and you're, you're writing, just jot down a text that you can look up later. Genesis 50 and verse 20 is one of my favorite promises. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. We hurry on to question number five. To what event does the book of Daniel point in Daniel 12, 4, 9 and 13? But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. There's our answer. When many shall run to and fro, meaning from here to there, to and from, and knowledge shall increase. Friends, do you realize that it took from the time of Jesus Christ, the year 1750, for knowledge to double? Knowledge then doubled in 150 years again by the year 1900. By the year 1950, knowledge had doubled again. By the year 1960, knowledge had doubled again. And today, knowledge doubles every 12 to 18 months. This is not speaking just about secular knowledge in this verse in Daniel 12.4. It's actually referring also to knowledge of God's word. And that's why you've joined us tonight for this Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar. Let's go to verse 9. And he said to me, Daniel, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to when? The time of the end. Verse 13. But you go your way till the end, Daniel, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. There is a reference to the resurrection. Some have said, Does, how did Daniel know about a resurrection? Well, Job is full of uh, words in Job chapter 14 about the resurrection, so there's no secret about that. Let's write our answer in. To what event does the book of Daniel point? You've already written that down, haven't you? The time of the end, and that's the time I believe we're living in now, and that's the time we want to learn more about. The note says under five, even though the book of Daniel was written while God's people were captive in Babylon, because of their sins, the focal point of the book is not the Jewish captivity, but the time of the end. As we study Daniel, we must keep ever in mind that everything is pointing to the end of the world. You will discover that this gives the book of Daniel tremendous meaning for us today. Let's go to question six. What are the two parts to the book of Daniel? We want you to go down to the note. There are two basic sections to the book of Daniel. The first one is, is historical, so I'd like you to write that in uh, answer number one. The historical part found in the first half of the book of Daniel. So uh, this is the one that contains the stories about Daniel's day. If you want to jot it down there in point number one, uh, where you've read historical, just put in there one to six. So chapters one to six in Daniel are the historical portions, the stories. And then there are the prophetic chapters from chapters seven to 12. Historical are 1 to 6, prophetic are chapters 7 to 12. The note says, the prophetic are found in the latter part of the book contains prophecies pointing to the end time. 
let's go to the note. And while I'm reading the note, I'd like you to, uh, to have a look at the screen. Have a look at the screen now. What the Book of Daniel says about history provides a key that unlocks the meaning of history, while its prophetic section opens a window through which we see how the God of heaven is guiding the affairs of this world towards that great climactic event, the second coming of Christ. Friends, if you can just look at the screen now, we are really close, I believe, very, very close to the second coming of Christ. And as we go through Daniels 1, 2, 3, and 4, you can see at the top of the page that Daniel 1 is the dietary test, then there's the dream test and the worship test. I'm reading at the bottom of page 4. Many people in their haste to quickly unravel the prophecies of Daniel have skipped the historical section and missed a lot of the meaning of the book. The stories of Daniel are not given simply as, and we've got to turn over from page four to the picture on page five to the top of page six. Let me recap. The stories of Daniel are not simply given as stories. Rather, they illustrate what the prophecies predict. The stories reveal that what happened to Daniel and his friends in ancient Babylon are symbolic of the experiences of the people of God in the end time. I'd like you to note that down because that question might just be in the quiz that Daniel 1 to 6 and Daniel 7 to 12, those chapters are actually linked. I read on at the top of page six, the note, always remember that the focal point of the book of Daniel is the time of the end, the end of the conflict between good and evil. In this seminar, we'll study the entire book, chapter by chapter, including both the historical and the prophetic sections. Please have a look at the screen. We shall study the historical section to discover the message there for the end time events, and then we'll discover how the prophetic sections have predicted, predicted those very conditions in the last days. What an exciting study awaits us in the book of Daniel. In addition, we'll be studying the great key prophecies in the book of Revelation. So friends, we are going to study together Daniel 1, the diet test, Daniel 2, the dream test, Daniel 3, the worship test, Daniel 4, Nebuchadnezzar's personal test, Daniel 5, the writing test on the wall with King Belshazzar, and Daniel 6, the prayer test, where Daniel's life was at risk. In the prophetic sections, the prophecies, Daniel 7 will cover the four beasts that come out of the great sea. Daniel 8 is about the little horn power. Daniel 9 is about the time test. Daniel 10 is the vision test. Daniel 11 mentions the four powers in great detail in historical matters. And Daniel 12 comes back to the main focus, the time of the end. Back to the note above question seven. We're halfway down page six. In addition, we'll be studying the great key prophecies in the book of Revelation. Let's go to question seven. Is the study of prophecy important? We go to 2 Peter 1 and verse 19. Peter wrote to the church, and so we have the prophetic word, the word of the prophecies confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Is the study of prophecy important? It absolutely is because we have the prophetic word. Please fill that in. It is because we have the prophetic word confirmed. 
which you do well to heed. It's like a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Friends, have you ever been out in the wilderness in the dark and found that your headlights are no good? I remember driving in West Australia in kangaroo country at night time. And I believe that uh, we're going to have some West Australians logging in tomorrow night uh, from Perth to the Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar and joining us. Friends, my bull bar on my VS Commodore was so thick and chunky it was blocking my headlights and they weren't great headlights to start with and so friends I wished I had some big hella rally 2000 headlights to light up the road ahead and that's what God is saying to us he's saying that if you listen and read these prophecies they'll be so powerful that they will shine a light of truth down the, into the dark place and make the hard things easier to understand until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts let's go to the note the bible says that prophecy is confirmed it's sure we should heed it we should listen up instead of studying bible prophecy to provide hope today many people are turning to the occult to spirit mediums and witches in an endeavor to understand today's chaotic world the bible asserts that real answers can be found only in prophecy prophecy is a light that illuminates our pathway and the study of prophecy causes Christ, also called the morning star, have a look on the screen for the text, to find a place in our hearts. Friends, these two photographs I took in the year 19, January 1981. This is a sunrise where I was standing on top of Mount Sinai in the Sinai Peninsula. And that's what happened when the sun came up. The lesson says, the study of prophecy causes Christ, the morning star, to find a place in our hearts. We pray this study of Daniel and Revelation provide Christ-centered illumination in your life. So did you know Jesus Christ is described like this in Malachi 4.2? But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his winds. Friends, Jesus is described as the day star, the only day star we have really, well, apart from the moon, is of course the sun the morning star, and he is known as the son of righteousness. All right, let's go to our next heading, Symbols of Prophecy. We're at the bottom of page six in lesson one. Much of the books of both Daniel and Revelation is written in symbolic language. Have a look at the screen for the answer to those symbols. In order to correctly interpret the, interpret the prophecies, one must understand the biblical meaning of the symbols. Once the symbols are understood, the prophecies make sense. Let's go to question eight. We're at the bottom of page six. Give the biblical meaning of the following symbols. And so we're looking at the meaning of beast, Daniel 7.23, day, Ezekiel 4.6, and water, Revelation 17.15. Just want to remind you, next week when you are looking up the scriptures, the first uh, number in brackets after the text relates to the Bible you have. The second number does not. It relates to a different Bible that you don't have access. So if you're using the Bible we gave you, the New King James Version, then you need to be looking at the first number and those numbers are there on the screen. All right, so we go to Daniel 7.23. What does the word beast mean in prophecy? Daniel wrote, the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth. There's our answer. The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth. In Ezekiel 4.6, 
Ezekiel wrote, I have laid on you a day for each year. We're being asked what a day stands for. Ezekiel very clearly says in prophecy, not in every instance, but in prophecy only, a day stands for a year. Let's go then to the next one at the top of page seven. What does water stand for? In Revelation 17, 15, we're allowing the Bible to interpret itself. The waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Give the biblical meaning of the following symbols. So B stands for kingdom, king or kingdom. Day can stand for a year in prophecy and water can stand for peoples. This does not mean that every time these words appear in scripture, they have symbolic meaning, as I was just saying, but rather only in the symbolic prophecies, such as those found in Daniel and Revelation. All right, let's go to our final heading for tonight's study, how to interpret Daniel. Please look at the screen. There are four major prophecies in the book of Daniel. Daniel 2, the great image, then there's Daniel 7, the four beasts. In Daniel 8 and 9, we have the two animals, the goat and the ram. And then in Daniel 10 through Daniel chapter 12, there is the wars of nations. Daniel's day, sorry, each of these prophecies covers the broad sweep of history from Daniel's day to the end time. The focal point of each prophecy is the end of time. So this is a delineation and explanation of what outline prophecy is. Please have a look on the screen. Point number one, we're on halfway down page seven. Point number one, we will discover that Daniel 2, have a look at the screen, gives us the broad outline of human history from Daniel's day to our day. There's the image and there's the stone cut out without hands. Point number two, look at the screen, Daniel 7. Daniel 7 covers the same time period with different symbols and elaborates on a certain period in the time of the end. And there's the four beasts, the four beasts. Point number three, Daniel 8 and 9 also cover the same ground, but add further details on the time of the end. And certainly that is an amazing time prophecy, a 2300 day time prophecy. And point number four, Daniel 10 through 12 likewise goes over the same ground and further expands our understanding of the end time. The note says, the principle that Daniel uses is what is called outline prophecy, in which world history is outlined from Daniel's day to the end of time. And each subsequent prophecy elaborates on the end time. Now I've got a word up on the screen that we call that repetition. In employing this method, Daniel made certain that he rooted the prophecies in history so that as we see them unfold, we can constantly see where we're living in the stream of history. This prophecy seminar attempts to utilize the principle of interpretation or expansion, which is so clearly enunciated in the book of Daniel itself. In other words, we'll discover that each of these major prophecies begins in Daniel's day, continues through history and then focuses, as you can see on the screen, on the end time. And that culminates in the second coming of Jesus Christ. Amazingly, we'll discover that we're living, that we today are living in Daniel's predicted time of the end. 
or in the note at the bottom of page seven, the student should be aware that some other interpretations are suggested for the book of Daniel. Some have erroneously dated the book of Daniel in the second century BC. Have a look on the screen. And so I have covered that extensively tonight. And these people have interpreted the events of the book as occurring mainly in the Grecian Empire, not in the Babylonian Empire, as we believe in God's word. They feel that all the prophecies of Daniel were fulfilled then and that the book of Daniel has little meaning for today. Others have gone to the opposite extreme and suggest that everything in the book of Daniel will yet take place in the future. Come over to the back page, page eight. Since this view of the prophecies is not rooted in history, no one can be sure when they will take place. The method of interpretation espoused by this prophecy seminar, however, is consistent with the biblical evidence. Sorry, I lost my place. It sees the prophecies as beginning in Daniel's day, but culminating in the end time. Thus, the prophecies span the ages, rooted in history, but focused on the future. This has been the most consistent interpretation of the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation by Jewish and Christian scholars from earliest times. You'll be glad that we in the Daniel and, Revela Daniel and Revelation Prophecy Seminar use the historicist method to explain scripture. We allow the scripture to explain itself and believe that the prophecies and the events of scripture are rooted and grounded in scripture and can be found and dated and substantiated. We call this the historicist method based on history. And if you break up the word history into two words, it's his story. I believe history is God's story. All right. Well, for next week, lesson two, next week, we'll explore the exciting theme of the book of Daniel. Once the theme of the book is clear, we'll begin our chapter study. Thrilling times are ahead of us as we unravel these fantastic prophecies and see how the various stories relate to the time of the end. It's imperative to remember that the focal point of the book of Daniel is the time of the end, the end of the conflict between good and evil. It'll be exciting for you to discover through your study that we today are indeed living at the time of the end foretold in the book of Daniel. What reassuring news for people everywhere who face the future with apprehension. And even more important, both Daniel and Revelation focus on Jesus Christ and reveal fantastic new amazing facts regarding him and his plans for the future. It is our hope and prayer that you will get to know him better in this prophecy seminar. Friends, I just want to take a moment before we do question nine. Please direct your attention to the screen. I wonder if we have any photographers here tonight. I'd like to explain that the book of Daniel can be seen from a photographer's point of view. And so it wasn't long ago that we had the old film cameras, but now it's digital. And uh, I've been to the Middle East uh, twice and I've been around Europe once. Um, and I've been very blessed to be able to photograph a lot of the material that we're going to be using in this seminar. Now, these are illustrations and photos, but firstly, Daniel 2, the image of Daniel 2 gives us a wide angle, or if you're a photographer, you know, 28 mil or 20 mil wide angle view of scripture and history. And you can see there, there's the wide angle view of the city of Babylon. Then Daniel 7 comes in to focus on the four beasts and gives us more a normal view, which is a 50 millimeter view. 
you notice we're zeroing in, in there uh, on the center of Babylon and you can see there the amazing hanging gardens of Babylon on the top right. Then in Daniel 8 to 9, we get a telephoto view, which is 135 mil view. We're zooming in. And then in Daniel 12 or Daniel 10 to 12, there's more of a close-up view. Now, does anyone know what the name of that beautiful blue glazed brick gate is? I'm sure if I could hear you, someone will be yelling out the Ishtar Gate. Here is an ancient photo of the Ishtar Gate, which is now housed in the Pergamon Museum. And that is a good photo, but this is the photo with digital camera that I was able to take. This is a macro view or a very close up view when I was there in 2005. Isn't that amazing? In fact, you come through that open doorway and you come into the room looking for the gate and everybody's looking at you. And then you turn around because you feel a little bit embarrassed and self-conscious. And there is Daniel's gate. This is the actual gate taken out by German archaeologists and reconstructed there. So the macro view Daniel 11 shows great detail. So here we go in and have a look at this mythical dragon of Marduk. Marduk is one of the chief uh, gods of Babylon. And so this is called a Sarush. S-I-R-R-U-S-H. Notice this god has the head of a serpent and has at the back eagle's feet. An amazing view from the beautiful blue glazed tiles with lapis lazuli. Our final question tonight is, is it your desire to know Jesus Christ better through the study of the prophecies of the book of Daniel? I hope your answer is yes because that's what I want in my journey through the book of Daniel. I want to get to know Jesus better. And if he's by our side, we have nothing to fear for the future. All right, in wrapping up, I did email out to you a prophecy seminar envelope, a page with three of these on. And I'm gonna take you through a um, actual uh, response question set. So see here, I'm using my mouse. Yes, you can see my mouse. The first two questions here are response questions. So as you're responding to those, if you printed this out and don't run away and do it now, you can actually write these answers at the bottom of page eight. But I'd like you to fill that in if you did. All right, so there are the boxes on the left and then I'll have five quiz questions and you can write true or false on the right. So I'd like you to write your name on there. And also just under the score, I'd like you to write in their PSO1 because there's gonna be a few of these and I'd like you to store these, especially if you'd like to be involved in the prizes that we are offering for the winners of the quiz. All right, let's have a look at the response questions, which are the little boxes on the left. There's three, we're only gonna ask you two tonight. Question one, would you like the day star who is Jesus to be fully in control of your life? If your answer is yes, I'm gonna ask you to put a tick in box number one. If you don't have a box number one, you can put a tick next to a number one on the back page at the bottom of page eight. Let's go to question two, a response question. Are you determined to allow the Bible to explain itself by comparing scripture with scripture, verse with verse and chapter with chapter? This is the method that we're going to use. If you're comfortable with that, I'm going to ask you to place a tick in box number two. All right, let's go to our quiz questions. Now, 
I feel sorry for you tonight in that uh, it's the first quiz and you might not have known there was going to be a quiz. So I'm going to tell you tonight. Um, I'm going to try and help you. There's five questions and I believe there are two false questions, but I'm not going to tell you how many true questions there are. Let's go to question one. The best way to interpret the symbols of Daniel and Revelation is to ask the various preachers what they think the symbols mean. Now on the back of your lesson, I'd like you to write a number one, a quiz above it, then under that number one. And I'm asking you to write the words true or false in letters, not T or F, because they can be confused. They look a bit the same. So I'm asking you to write true or false. The best way to interpret the symbols of Daniel and Revelation is to ask the various preachers what they think the symbols mean, true or false. Question two, the book of Daniel was written by the prophet Daniel during the sixth century BC. Do you think that's true or do you think that's false? Please write your answer down now, either on the envelope that you've printed out prior to this and you'll need that envelopes next week as well. Um, or you could write it on the back of your lesson. Let's go to question three. The stories of the book of Daniel have nothing to do with the prophecies in the book of Daniel. I'll say it again. The stories, that's Daniel 1 to 6, the historical section has nothing to do with the prophecies in the book of Daniel 7 to 12. They're totally unrelated. Is that true or is that false? False, please write your answer down now. Question four, I think this would be easy. A day in Bible prophecy is symbolic of one literal year. Can a day in Bible prophecy stand for one literal year? Please write in true or false. And finally, number five, the book of Daniel gives four parallel prophecies, each beginning in the time of Daniel and ending in the last days. All right, uh, that final one is the book of Daniel gives four parallel prophecies, each beginning in the time of Daniel and ending in the last days. All right, let's go to our answers. Question number one, the best way to interpret the symbols of Daniel and Revelation is to ask the various preachers what they think the symbols mean. I think that answer is false. You'll get very many and varied answers. Number two, the book of Daniel was written by the prophet Daniel during the sixth century BC. That's true. I think we covered that in great detail tonight and I hope that extra detail was handy. So next week, you're gonna do the lesson yourself and I will be adding in a lot of extra detail. Number three, the stories of the book of Daniel have nothing to do with the prophecies in the book of Daniel. That's false. And there's your two false answers. Question number four, a day in Bible prophecy is symbolic of one literal year. The answer, of course, is true according to the scripture. And number five, the book of Daniel gives four parallel prophecies, each beginning in the time of Daniel and ending in the last days. That answer is true. Would you give yourself a score out of five? And so there we are. We've finished lesson number one. And so I thank you for your attention tonight. And I'd like to invite you to bow your heads with me as we close this seminar with prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, I want to thank you tonight for the sure word of prophecy that what the prophets wrote has come true. Father, as we as a collective group of Bible students go through this material, we pray that not only we will find out wonderful things and amazing things in your word. But I pray that we will rediscover and fall in love with Jesus Christ, who loves us. And we thank you, Father, for allowing Jesus, your son, to come and die for us, that we might have hope in this world of hopelessness. 
I pray a blessing on everyone who's done the prophecy seminar with us tonight and those who will join us tomorrow night. I thank you for helping us with the technical problems. I thank you for those who've assisted tonight. I thank you for Dean Tishborn and his expertise in Zoom. Father, we know this will get easier to log in and to, uh, to work the controls over the next few weeks. And I pray that you will keep us true and faithful to you. And then one day when Jesus comes, we want to be ready. And uh, may we be true and faithful until that time. May your Holy Spirit rule and reign in our hearts. And I ask that blessing on all these people in Jesus' precious name. Let all the people say, Amen. You've been listening to Prophecy Seminar, the book of Daniel with Pastor David Price. For more information about this series, you can visit the YouTube page, True Blue SDA, all one word. That's True Blue SDA. This program has been brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio.